1: What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Brandon Scott. Today we have a special guest, Washington Wizards writer and insider, Neil Dalal. We're going to talk about Jordan Poole and recapping the game last night, and also previewing the Hornets' in-season tournament game for Friday night. Let's get to it.
0: You are locked on, Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: So thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by prize picks easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nba use code all lowercase locked on nba for a first deposit match up to 100 and today we have a special guest neil de washington wizards writer and insider how you feeling today man pretty good how about you guys can't complain. Uh, definitely been an interesting start to the season. So uh, definitely have an interesting in-season tournament game coming up tomorrow night, so we're feeling pretty good. But uh, my first question for you is just uh, the hot topic right now, Jordan Poole. Just, you know, what are your thoughts on his performance th- through the first part of the season? And, uh, you know, it looks like last night, I'm not sure if he got benched, but, you know, he played 20 minutes, and, you know, a lot of the bench guys played well, but they played more minutes than Jordan Poole. Kind of been of an up and down start from for him, some Shaq and full moments here and there. What are your thoughts on Jordan Poole, and is there any way you can see him getting back on track to just being that natural scorer that we know, that we've seen him be before?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, to your point, you know, he only played twenty minutes, you know, in the win at Charlotte uh, Wednesday night um he's obviously going through you know his own growing pains and being in a new role where you know he is the guy the guard that every team is you know keying off on you know we always used to talk about all the weird funky defensive coverages that Brad Beal you know used to get in his time now that's what he that's what he's facing uh night in and night out and you know obviously as fans you know you want it all to be there right away and click and make sense and look good but you know, it's going to be an adjustment period. It might take another, you know, 10, 20-plus games for him to try and find or, himself in his new role. Um, so certainly, you know, Weston Phil Jr. was riding the hot hand of the bench uh, yesterday. Um, you know, it would really been odd if he wasn't rolling with the guys who were, you know, plus 20, plus 30, uh, and plus-minus. Salon Wright was really making an impact. So I wouldn't read too much into, you know, Jordan Poole not playing any of the fourth quarter uh, in a win, but it's all gonna be an adjustment period. I know it's hard to be patient as fans, but you know, we might get into it later. It's gonna be it have to be some patience because this rebuild is, you know, multiple years in the making.
1: Definitely. And um do you think what adjustments do you think you would see with Wes and uh Jordan Poole? Do you think that he should be playing more lead guard or would he stay as the two guard with ties for the most part?
2: Yeah, so, you know, obviously they make the acquisition to get Tyus Jones, um, you know, with Christoph Porzingis going on to Boston. Um, As of right now, you know, I think they're still going to try and, you know, completely flush this out and completely prove that, okay, maybe this Tyus Jones and, you know, Jordan Poole starting backcourt lineup doesn't work. I I don't think they're quite there yet. Um, But very clearly, you know, the more you can stagger Jordan Poole with a DeLon Wright type, a Bilal Koulibaly type, Someone that's gonna, you know, be that defensive matchup for guards and letting Poole initiate the offense more, try and see if he can, you know, grow more into that role um, of being a primary ball handler. You know, I think that's gonna be more interesting. For now, you know, they're still gonna run through the same lineup. The Wizards aren't gonna be one to, you know, make a quick change to the starting lineup, you know, barring injury. So we might not see it yet, but hopefully I would like to see Wes, you know, stagger. Tyson uh, Jordan more because you know it's just finger looking good for opposing offenses some nights going against this too,
1: right yeah you could possibly see a Jordan and DeLon back a Jordan and Bilal because Bilal is a good defender so you could see Bilal at the two at some point uh, but yeah Jordan's had some up and down moments for sure he ha- he's had some good moments but you know when you see him do the things like the behind the back and then shoot it against Porzingis and get blocked or the throw it off the backboard to Kuzma while you're down by 20. So I just think some of those things, West has kind of gotten somewhat of a short lease with Jordan Poole. And, um, you know, just defensively, you know, he's struggled. You know, you saw last year with the Warriors, too. He struggled defensively, too. So, but, yeah, I don't blame West at all for the rotation last night. DeLon had a good game. Gala was cooking. Uh, A lot of guys, although Shamet came in and dunked on somebody. So, I mean, a lot of the guys off the bench just earned Uh, big minutes last night. So I I wasn't upset with them not playing Jordan Poole or some of the other guys. And and Kuzma had a heck of a night. So, of course, Kuzma had to be out there. And then he decided not to play Gaff, too. So Jordan Poole wasn't the only guy that didn't get, you know, big minutes last night from the starting unit. So um, but, you know, we have a lot of games to go. So, you know, I I would I would look at game 20 and then look back and really judge, you know, how Jordan Poole is doing. So I see a lot of the fan base, you know, giving Jordan Poole a hard time at this point.
2: Absolutely. You know, I think even Will Dawkins said uh, on the Junkies, you know, they kind of take 25 game increments and say, okay, what did we accomplish? And did we accomplish what we wanted to, you know, when we started this first 25 game set? So, exactly like you said, let's see this first, you know, 20, 25 games come together before we, you know, pass too much judgment. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess one dynamic to kind of look at is that this is year one of him being a featured part of an offense. You know what I mean? Like at Golden State, you know, he wasn't – maybe he was a fourth option. You know, he went from a guy who was a six-man to now he's the guy. And being young, man, it's an adjustment. I mean, obviously, looking at maturity, you know, he has – you know, mature a little bit, but he has also shown signs of leadership. You know, coming over. Um, you know, sending, you know, making that phone call to blow Bali when he got drafted, mm-hmm. uh, bringing everybody out to L.A. to work out. You know, he's shown leadership. He's just – he's having fun. He just he has to readjust himself, you know, coming over from Golden State to, you know, being a, a title contender to a team which is for, you know, year one in a rebuild. So, you know, he's, to me, he just has to acclimate to a situation. I think in the long run, because I say this all the time on broadcast, man, I think he's got way too much talent to be down for long. I mean, I still see him as, as an all star, a future all star. I think he, his skill level is just, you know, defensively, I want to see more effort. But. I'm not. I'm not really pushing the panic button yet. He just has to acclimate to where he's at, and so I'm not too concerned with Jordan Poole, man. Because, um, like as uh, said, man, I you know with um, Wes, he did the right thing. You know, he rolled the, the hot hand. You know, he could he, he oh, excuse me, he could have reverted back to Jordan Poole, but it would have messed up the chemistry and the run they were on. So, I agree with him riding the hot hand. So, but getting back to Jordan Poole, yeah, I think just give him some time and let him acclimate to being in D.C. as opposed to being in Golden
2: State. I think he'd be just fine going forward. Absolutely. Certainly the whole Wizards organization is hoping so. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just want to see him get back to the free throw line. Uh, I brought up yesterday Mm -hmm. the Knicks – I know it was preseason, but the Knicks game where he put up 41, and he was living at the free throw line. I mean, he had double-digit free throws. So I think that's something that he can get back to. Not selling for threes. I know that's a part of his game, step-back threes and, you know, kind of doing the end when Big State – Bunch of dribbling and stuff like that, but I, I just want to see him get downhill and get to the basket a little bit more. So, uh, but yeah, he had a great off season. As far one as thing that's
2: interesting, because mm-hmm. you know he probably got a lot more calls with the Warriors that he might not necessarily mm-hmm. get. You know, the Wizards have never historically in recent years gotten that favorable of a whistle. He was talking to Josh Tivin the ref, you know, in Philadelphia on Monday, and you know, Kuz and Tyus are kind of just listening in. But you know, he's probably like, "Man, I got all these calls the last two years. What's changed?" It's like. <laughs> Yeah, the wizards don't get too much respect from the zebras. So definitely an interesting point. We'll have to see if he's able to, you know, get that production back up there.
1: No, that's a good point. Jordan, I mean, John Wall, you know, you look at him, he he never really got calls even at home, too. So I know it's gonna be hard. It's a it's a big adjustment for Jordan Poole for sure. But um, we're gonna get to some other topics here. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together. You and I, we get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get one year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio Prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go along right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKED on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now prices are lower than local pharmacies i highly recommend this for everyone if you or someone you love would well, get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you remember to use promo code locked on for 20 dollars off your
0: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Purchase. Make sure you guys check us out tomorrow night or even Sunday night to recap the Wizards game against the Hornets. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. Make sure you check us out. Uh, recapping the game, or on Sunday night, we're going to recap the game with the Hornets, so make sure you guys check us out. No, you're a mute, Brendan.
3: See, we were just talking about Shaqton the Fool, so I just want to get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, I kind of get back into it. Um Looking at the roster construction, you know, you have, you know, veterans who own aspiring deals who are looked at as assets. You know, kind of in the middle, you have guys who've been in with the organization a couple years, and they're kind of vets, but they're going into extensions, looking like Daniel Gafford, per se. And uh you have young guys, you know, especially Black Kula uh, Corey Kispert, Denny just got paid. So looking at this roster going forward, being in the rebuild, is everybody on this team except for Blau tradable?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously this is a long-term, you know, rebuild that's in front of you know Will Dawkins, Michael Winger, and company. Um To a degree, yes. I would say, you know, Kyle Kuzma at this point is, you know, almost right there at, you know, untradeable, you know, because they view him as a guy who's, you know, still on an upward ascent. You know, obviously a lot of time still needs to pass, but you know Jordan Poole is not going anywhere in the near future. One, you know, they're not going to sell low on him in his contract. Two, you know, they still believe in him as well as a 24-year-old player that, you know, you alluded to earlier that just has, you know, lot of potential uh, in his, you know, bad game. Um, But yeah, you know, Denny Avdia, you know, probably pretty secure, but also, you know, down the line, a very tradable contract. Um, There's still a lot to be known, you know, Bilal's probably the only guy guaranteed, you know, two, three years from now to be on this roster. Everybody else could be expendable. But in terms of right now in this season, you know, it's going to be more of the guys on those expiring deals that you mentioned um, that could potentially get moved. I think the core that they have right now locked up for the next, you know, three, four years under contract, at least, um, you know, I would say that's highly unlikely anybody gets traded there, Um, but certainly uh, come February, it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, the Wizards are really going to be looking to try and accumulate all the assets that they can, you know, a la Oklahoma City, where obviously Dawkins and Winger uh, learned under Sam Presti. So... This roster will certainly look different uh, the last, you know, 30 plus games of the season, you know, between DeLon Wright, uh, Danilo Gallinari, whose, you know, trade stock is already going back up uh, through this early part of the season. You know, even a guy like Tyus Jones, you know, if it does not continue to work out between him and Jordan Poole, you know, starting us alongside each other, anybody and everybody would be interested in a, you know, very strong uh, veteran backup point guard come playoff push time. So a lot of people uh, could get moved, um, but that's still, you know, a few months away.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think that most people, one way or another, could be tradable assets. But um, I think you hit the nail on the head. Denny's going to be around for a while, just got his bag. Um, I'll be honest, man. I I like the uh, defensive potential of him and Bilal in the same lineup. I think that when Bilal really figures out his offensive game and he slides into the start lineup, those two next to each other, that's going to be a hard defense to score against in the future. And looking at Jordan Poole, like I said, I still, I still think he has all-star potential. And you know, I think, you know, he, has, he's not even close to his prime yet. And, you know, you saw what he could do at golden state. So, you know, like I said before, man, if he can really find who he is in DC and figure it out, acclimate, I think he's good. I think he definitely could be a key piece of the foundation of this team going forward. Um, we, I, you know, I already kind of mentioned Daniel Gafford. Um Mixed results starting, Uh, we know what he can do, lob threat. He can defend the paint, but often struggles against bigger bigs, more athletic bigs. So looking at his contract, first year in an extension, do you see him as maybe he could develop to a starting center? Or do you think he's strictly a backup? And looking at his contract, do you think, are you okay with that
2: contract for a backup center? Yeah, you know, his contract, you know, twelve and a half million this year, thirteen and a half million next year, uh, you know, 14 and a half almost uh, the year after that. That's kind of what the, you know, non-taxpayer mid-level exception is going for these days, you know, around that 13 million a uh, year mark. Um, typically, that's a player who is not necessarily a starter uh, in today's NBA. But, you know, certainly this is going to be another year of, you know, quote unquote development for Daniel Gafford. You know, we'll see if he's able to add anything uh, to his game. He's tried to add in, you know, a little bit of a mid-range jump shot uh, more and more, you know, the past couple years. He hasn't necessarily pulled that out into games too much. Um, But, you know, I think for right now what the Wizards are, which is a rebuilding team, it's a perfectly fine option at, you know, starting center and, you know, it's a very reasonable, uh, you know, contract price tag that, you know, the previous administration, uh, Tommy Shepard, had, you know, given him a few years back. So I think it's, you know, like you said, possibly, you know, can he bulk up anymore? Can he, he did pretty admirable job in the first half against, you know, Joel Embiid. A lot of people are going to have trouble with Joel Embiid, but, you know, certainly he needs to be able to stay out of foul trouble so that he can stay on the floor. I think that's kind of the biggest thing for him uh, that we want to see consistently this year. But I think, with a lineup, you know, with, at least right now, with a Tyus Jones and a Jordan Poole, it's very important to have, you know, his uh, effectiveness at rim protection uh, behind them as a second line of defense. Because, you know, more often than not, and it's not just a Jordan Poole, Tyus Jones thing, it's probably been something we've seen for the last few seasons. The Wizards, you know, perimeter defense has, you know, left a lot to be wanting for.
3: Yeah, I mean Joel Embiid is not an easy cover. <laughs> and I you know I'm with you, man. In that first quarter, I was proud of Gaff, man. I mean, he was really holding his own. I was like, okay, okay, maybe he watches the show. Okay. Um <laughs> so looking at Jordan Poole, we've talked a lot about Jordan Poole. Um, in your eyes and in, in the eyes of the organization, um, is he viewed as a future star, future superstar, or is he just gonna be
2: end up being a really, really good starter? Yeah, you know, I think Uh, Will Dawkins and Michael Winger, you know, they always say, we don't want to put any kind of expectations or, you know, ceiling on a player. They want to provide them all of the tools that they can to be successful and go and let them, you know, fly their wings and be all that they can be. So certainly they have the utmost, you know, hope and uh, aspirations that yes, he can become that all-star player uh, that you've mentioned earlier and, you know, there's no reason for him not to be. If he can figure out, you know, okay, how am I getting played as the one all the time? Okay, my, you know, partner in crime is, you know, not necessarily a guard. That's also a different, you know, relationship for him. He was always used to playing, you know, with a Steph or a Clay, uh, who just naturally are able to take more pressure off of him. Um, whereas now he's getting the topmost wing defender, you know, every night with length on him. Um, so I think time will tell. You know, hopefully we see him just continue to feel more comfortable, feel more acclimated uh, into this offense. Um, You know, obviously the defensive side of the ball is what it is. Uh, Like you said earlier, you know, you do want to see a little bit more effort there. Hopefully, you know, Wes and company can get that out of him. But everybody in the organization is certainly hoping that, you know, they have their next perennial, you know, all NBA type player. Yeah, I mean,
3: I spoke very highly of Jordan Poole coming over from Golden State, and I think that he could be that guy, like you said, you know, the mold of that franchise guy. Now, I don't know yet if he's the guy to build around, but I definitely believe that he is definitely part of the foundation of what they're trying to build in DC. So, uh, we're gonna slide. I'm gonna give up the mic back to my man E, but before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by prize pick so you wonder what is prize picks Well, prize picks is actually the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america we are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports it's just you versus the numbers instead of betting thousands of other players including pros and sharks you pick more or less two to six players and against their start projections and watch the winnings roll in with the basketball season here you can now pick combo Projections across football and basketball from the specials league—a league created specifically for combo projections that include two more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo three-point made plus receptions. So I definitely would consider that. Price picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entry stays in play even if one of your players gets injured, which is big for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player can be rebooted. Price picks is the only Dancing fan daily fantasy sports platform that does that. So definitely go to prizepicks.com slash locked NBA and use promo code locked for the first deposit match up to $100. And again, all you got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked NBA and use promo code locked NBA for the first deposit match up to $100. This is Jake from
0: Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is
3: there. And we appreciate you guys for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow or Sunday. We are going to do a recap, a live recap, of the Wizards versus Hornets game. So definitely tune in for that.
1: All right. So um, I did want to ask some questions from our chat last night. A lot of people asked about Johnny Davis. Uh, where do you see Johnny Davis fitting in on, the, on this roster at this point? And really, really in the future as well, because uh, Landry Schmidt, he played well. Of course, Corey Kisper is going to get a bunch of minutes. So that two guard spot is just a lot of guys. Jordan Poole, obviously, starting at the two. So where, where do you see Johnny Davis at moving forward?
2: Yeah, and, you know, this goes back to there's a lot of rotation quality players, you know, on this Wizards roster, Um, you know, even a guy like Ryan Rollins, you know, he's maybe more of a one guard, but, you know, there's a lot of guards uh, buying for minutes, and there's only, you know, 48 minutes in the game uh, to go around when Landry Shamit is, you know, playing out of his mind like he was last night. It's going to be tough for Giant Davis to crack the lineup, you know. We might see a lot more of Johnny, you know, post-trade deadline after, you know, some of these guys uh, get shuffled out. But for right now, it might be, you know, very infrequent minutes uh, for Johnny. I, you know, kind of kind of hopefully doubt that they would send him down to the go-go again um, like they did last year. But, you know, his role is, you know, kind of, all right, you have an impression to make on this front office. You know they're trying to come in with a clean slate for every player that they inherited um you know obviously johnny gets a lot of grief for where he was picked and you know what other potential players could have been uh picked at that number 10 position last year that's not necessarily a fault of his but i'm sure you know he feels it and understands it um you know he was meeting with you know friends after the 76ers game on monday and they were all telling me he was like you know keep your head up you know have confidence it's all you can do right now. You just gotta hope that he keeps working, uh playing on his game. Uh he does seem you know a little bit better. He had, you know, good finish to the season last year, um, after you know, a pretty bumpy start uh to get things going. You just hope that he can continue to build on that. It's hard, you know, for a player who's not maybe getting consistent minutes um to do that, but you gotta put in you gotta put in work during practice on off days, um, always trying to get better, you know. He's still very much, you know, not going to be a guy that, you know, is hitting, you know, five threes a game or anything like that. But, you know, he can make an impact on rebounding on the glass. The Wizards have always, you know, kind of historically struggled with, um, you know, he's still a very good defender. Uh, it's going to be tough, you know, in these first early months, you know, like you said, Kispert's going to play 25 plus 30 minutes a game. You know, if Shamit's ahead of uh, Davis on the rotation chart right now. It's going to be very few minutes for him to come by, but, you know, he's hope that he's still making, you know, progress and development uh, behind the scenes because come February, I would say at least one to two guards that are currently in the rotation are going to be, you know, traded for assets uh, to contending teams. And, you know, that's going to be then his time to shine to see, okay, what have you worked on? And now with, you know, say 15, 20 minutes a game, what can you provide at an NBA level?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's that's a that's a good assessment there because if Shemets playing like that, and I think I don't think he's going to be here past the deadline. If I had to bet uh, on you know FanDuel, and same thing with DeLon Wright, you know De'Lon Wright played really well, so I think last night was a really really good showing for these guys to get some value up there. Same thing with Gallo if he ends up getting traded, but yeah, it's just it's just a log jam at that two guard spot. You got Poole, you got Kispert, Shemets, so really Johnny's really on the he's the fourth guy on the depth chart. You know, he's not a point guard, even though Tommy Shepard said he was a point guard when he drafted him. So, you know, (laughs) I don't look at Brandon's face, but that is what what was said at the press conference when he was drafted. But, um, yeah, so I I think, you know, he he can be a good defender. I thought he had a solid summer league, but, of course, it's way different than regular games. Um, And I was happy to see somewhat of a competitive game, even though we blew him out, because the rotations have been funky anyway, because West has been waving the white flag with eight minutes to go this time it was the Hornets who waved the white flag with eight minutes to go. So I, I, I still want to see a game where it's competitive and close to see exactly where he would fit in. But it's kind of telling right now where West is playing him really at the end of the game, whether it's a blowout or not. He's been playing Johnny really at the end of the bench. So, um, you know, he, he, he definitely is a little behind. He had the injury as well, so he did miss the first game of the season. So, you know, we'll see where he ends up. But I think he can bring some value defensively. And, you know, I, I think he can do that and, and he can bring some value tra- playing in transition as well. Just confidence, getting the shots up, not hesitating. That's something I want to see from him coming up this year. But it, it definitely is going to be difficult for him to get minutes. And I know Wes earlier didn't really commit to him getting a lot of playing time, too. Um, as far as the G League, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully he doesn't end up there. I think Pat Baldwin's going to end up there because we ha- I haven't seen him on the bench at all the last right. couple he's games. he's been so. pretty
2: much been inactive, you know, with a healthy right. roster. you got to make – you can only have 13 active players in the game and, you know, he's pretty much been in street clothes uh, for
1: most games this season. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Johnny. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see Johnny do well in
3: DC, but he's got to do himself a favor. He, when he gets that playing time, he's got to show some consistency. You know, some nights I look at him play, like, you know, a couple of games ago where he was five for five and he looked solid. I mean, but then the next game, he, he he very easily could be out of the game, you know. So I want to see some level of consistency, Um, because we mentioned, you know, early on, uh he wasn't that guy. He's not a guy who's really gonna blow past defenders, you know. He's more crafty with his footwork stuff like that, and, that, and that's and that's fine. Um, but I want to see him a lot more confidence, and I, and that really goes for the the young guys. Period. I think Bilal Kulabali is kind of the same. Um, We know what he can do defensively. He is a dog defensively. It's just being. You know, aggressive driving lane. I see a lot of hesitancy with him driving the lane. Um, and we said a lot about Denny when he was kind of going through the ranks. You know, these first three years where you know he he wasn't really aggressive. Now he is. I mean, Denny <laughs> offensively is a whole different player. I mean, I love what I see with Denny, man. You know, he looks good. I mean, he, offensively he's aggressive. You his offensive game is more polished. But sliding back to Johnny real quick, man. is just I want I want to see those same things with him. Consistency. I want to see more of a dog mentality. Now defensively. He's on point, you know, and I and we said the last year that we thought, you know, when we were kind of asking ourselves, what is the future with what's on sale? I said, you know what? I'm very intrigued to see what he can do with a rebuilding roster. Well, you know, if they can find the personnel to implement into to his defensive system. And I think they're kind of doing that. You know, I think that Bilal, his defensive capabilities had a lot to do with him being drafted because defensively he's on point. So I just want to see his consistency. You know, I wish Johnny well. But if you get that playing time, you best believe you got to capitalize. So that's why, that's why I'm at with Johnny.
1: Yeah. And just offensively, like, what's his calling card? You know, does he have a go-to move? You know, we did see him airball a floater. So, you know, what <clears throat> what's his go-to move? Like you said, Neil, he's not going to come in and hit a bunch of threes. So where is he most comfortable at offensively? I still think he's definitely trying to find his offensive niche in the league. And it's, it looks like it's going to take some time for him to do that, too. Absolutely, which you know,
2: is not always the worst thing in the world. Sometimes you just got to find your footing. You know, I think a lot of people want and hopeful to draw back on. You know, his leap in college from year one to year two at Wisconsin was night and day. You know, it's probably not going to be the same kind of translation here in the NBA. The competition is, you know, that much crazier. But you know, if he can make a marginal and you know noticeable jump uh, by the end of year two, you know, I think that's. You know the main thing that everybody's hoping for. Yep,
1: yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, because he came in as a mid-range shooter, and it's it's just hard to rely on that mid-range shot when you're not getting a lot of separation, like he did uh, back at, w- at Wisconsin. But we're gonna move on to the game tomorrow night against the Hornets. Uh What are some things you want to see? We usually we don't see we don't really say key- keys to victory anymore after the first couple of games. We just say keys to development. So. Uh, what are your thing? What are three things you're looking forward to tomorrow night?
2: Yeah, you know, I think number one is, you know, you showed that you can outplay this team. You just beat them, you know, on their home court pretty soundly. Um, can you do it again? Can you replicate again? Can you not have a letdown? You know, obviously, you know, this is a different motivation, I'll say, that, you know, this team is having this season. They're, you know, not going to be contending and trying to squeak into the play in tournament and counting every last win that they can get. Um but they still want to be a competitive team, build those right habits. If you want to do that, you have to take advantage of Terry Rozier being out. You know, you got to go and beat a team that you should be beating, even though, you know, everybody will make you make this organization this year out to be, you know, kind of be the laughing stock of the league. Take some pride and go take care of business. Um, so I think that's probably the first and, first and foremost thing I'm looking for. I think second is, you know, another game in front of the home crowd for Jordan Poole. Can he, you know, get some excitement going for Friday night in D.C.? Regardless of who the opponent is, you know, there should be some good energy in the air at Capital One Arena. Can Jordan Poole finally have, you know, a really nice breakout performance? Can he drop 30? You know, that's not just important for himself and his own confidence, but, you know, important for just getting D.C. behind this team again. You know, it's been a handful of years of, you know, pretty dismal, uh, you know, disarray for most part. And, you know, can we get excited about basketball in the, you know, nation's capital again, if Jordan Poole is able to, you know, put on a quote unquote pool party, you know, that's going to do wonders, you know, just for future games, uh, this season. I'll say the third thing is, you know, okay. Um, you know, we haven't talked a lot about Denny, but can Denny keep doing what he's been doing so far? You know, I try not to, you know, get too hyped up about, you know, small sample size of games, but, you know, first seven games, I don't think you could have asked for much more uh, out of Denny. You know, Brandon mentioned it. The aggressiveness with him getting to the rim, you know, still a lot of the same right hand, but if teams aren't taking it away from you, I mean, keep doing it until they adjust. He's uh, really he stepped up that part of his game. I think the confidence is there. So just continuing to do that, continuing to build this consistency now. He mentioned it and so it's like, this is good. You know, showing that, okay, I can be a solid level offensive player, not just a you know one-sided player on the defensive side of the ball. But now it's all about building that consistency. Can you do that for a 10 game stretch? Can you do that for a 20 game stretch? You know I think one of the great things about Kal Kuzma right now is you know, seven games in he's dropped 20 points in every single one of them. That's a level of consistency that you know all players really should strive for. Um, and so we'll see with Denny if you know he can continue uh, his aggressive nature. Um, going into, you know, the next few weeks of this early part of the season.
1: Yeah, 100%. I I think tomorrow night, yeah, we're going to look for Denny again being aggressive. Kuz, I don't think anybody can really check Kuz on the Hornets, like P.J. Washington, Gordon Hayward, um, Brandon Miller, all three of their forwards really struggle to guard Kuz. Kuz even did the the too small gesture at one point. I mean, he put up an easy 30 points on the Hornets. So I, I, I see him having no problems doing that. I do want to see Jordan Poole have a bounce-back game. I don't want him to not play the way he plays because some of the – I'm not going to say out of control, but some of the freelancing is is what makes him him. It's what sure. makes him great, the one-on-one isolation stuff. So I still, want him, I still want him to do that, but at the same time, just in the flow of the game. And, you know, if it's not working sometimes, then just try to do something else. Get the ball up, come off some screens. You know, Do get some your other that guys of Golden
2: State Warriors movement, you know, one right. of end of the corner to the other, you know, try and mix something up. It's not going to be your night every night, but I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of try something else. How else can you contribute?
1: Right. 100%. And then just defense, defense, defense for him. Yes, he's not going to be the greatest defender in the world. Same thing with Corey Kispert, but just show okay. effort, communicate, you know, get back on defense. Those are just the little things, so I'll just keep it simple with that. I'm just looking at Jordan Poole, Kuz, and then the bench, step up, get their trade value up, keep playing well. DeLong, keep doing your thing. Shemette, do your thing. And Gallo, keep knocking down those threes.
2: I mean, at this rate, maybe they could get a first-round pick for Gallo. I mean, he's (laughs) Uh going out of his mind. Highly Uh unlikely, but...
3: Yeah, I guess my key's a victory, man. Um, Like I said, I'll be down there tomorrow night, man, with my wife. She is a Charlotte Hortons fan, so... I don't want to hear a mess on the way home, man. So <laughs> my keys to victory is this. I want to see a pool party. You know, Neil already mentioned it, man. I want to see Jordan Poole really show out in front of the home crowd, man. It's the first in-season tournament game for the Washington Wizards. Definitely show out. Acoos, I'm going to put in that FanDuel bet early on, man, 20-plus, 20, 20 man. So I definitely need him to show out. And uh Turbo time, man. I want to see him. I want to see him aggressive. I want to see him show out tomorrow night, man, because I, I think it's a very, very winnable game. You know, we just blew them out on their home court. Um Torres is still out. I think we have a good chance to win this. And, I mean, if you look going forward, man, the next couple games, man, Brooklyn, uh, we got them. I mean, they're without Cam Thomas. So, I think that – and I, I I know people are going to get on me, man. I know we're rebuilding. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that we realistically could win the next three. I'm just saying. So, I know it's going to – Wizards' Twitter's going to go off, man. But I try to be an optimist. So, that that's going
2: to be my keys to victory. I want whatever he's sipping on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they could win the in-season tournament at this rate.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: look, hold on! I ain't say all that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we we got to sit in those Hennessy seats. That's what we got to do.
2: Oh that's big bucks. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I almost then, fainted seeing the, the price of those hundred twenty-eight k. Yeah, that's insane.
1: It really is. But uh Neil, we want to thank you for coming on. Shout out to Neil coming on from Hoop District. Make sure you guys. Follow him on Twitter at Neil Delal 96 Make sure you guys follow Hoop District on Twitter as well. And the sports rabbi and also all pro reels. This is near this is Neil's 10th year in the game. He's seen it all. He's seen the John Wall years, Bradley Bill years, Death Row DC. He's seen it all over the past 10 years. So uh, is there anything that you got to plug?
2: Uh no, I think he did a great job. You know, certainly uh Twitter, you know, is still, you know, pretty good for sports these days. And, you know, you'll find a lot of good content out there.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on. We just want to make you thank you guys for watching and listening and making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check us out either Friday night or Sunday night. We will be recapping the Washington Wizards versus Hornets game. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.